Conversion therapy ban, Bill C-4 in Canada, goes into law. Pastors stand up against it and get banned from social media. What is conversion therapy? Why are pastors standing against it? And what does this have to do with us? I'm Matt Odegaard. Welcome to Church Public. Welcome back to Church Public. I'm Matt Odegaard. Thank you for joining me here today. A couple of big things. Actually, there's a lot of big things going on in the news, and I feel like I don't ever quite have enough time to talk about them. My goal here, as always, is to help you, the regular average person, figure out what is going on in the world so that you can follow Jesus and live in this crazy world that we're living in. So I endeavor to do that. I have a bunch of more episodes. If this is the first one that you're seeing, you can go to churchpublic.com or get the podcast at YouTube or any of the podcast places. I really appreciate your help, support, like, share, subscribe, do all the things that you would normally do. That helps me. It helps the platform. This is a labor of love. It takes a lot of work and energy and uh, really help. Uh, I really appreciate all of the support that you have shown over the years. And uh, I really appreciate any help and support that you show from here on out. Again, my name is Matt, and I am just a pastor who is trying to help people understand what it means to follow Jesus and live in this world. As Jesus would say, live in the world, but not of the world. So that is seemingly harder and harder as the days go by because this culture has turned from a place where you can be a Christian, it may even be good to be a Christian culturally, and now we're in a place where it's not good to be a Christian and you will get pushback from being a Christian, especially if you say things that are in the Bible. Things like a man is a man, a woman is a woman, or a husband and wife is what God intended for marriage and family. Those things are in the Bible. We've covered them many times. You can go back to the very beginning, the book of Genesis, where some of that is outlined. And yet, we find the culture rebelling against this, rebelling against God, rebelling against biology, and moving in different ways. So, in Canada, I talked about this at length, Bill C-4, a couple of weeks ago. You can go back and get that podcast, again, at any of the podcast sites or churchpublic.com. I'll recap it a little bit here today, but that bill went into law over the past week or so, and a bunch of pastors stood up against it. In fact, they literally stood up and they preached against it. So, certain, just just what is conversion therapy? Because this is something that we need to talk about. And this is something that it seems like still is very confusing for apparently a large amount of people. And certain states in America, it, it stands to say too, not just Canada, certain states in America have laws banning types of conversion therapy. But most of these refer to the antiquated and almost never practiced things like shock therapy that you've seen in old movies or have nightmares about. That's really not happening anywhere in the Western world, as far as I can find right now. Or other cruel tortures or things like that. The difference in this Canadian law and in some of the other laws that are beginning to be written in this effect is there is no limiting principle. This therapy, this conversion therapy, and we'll read some of the Canadian law in a moment just so that you understand it's not just me talking. You can go and look up the C4 bill in Canada. You can read the whole bill for yourself if you want. If you want to check my work, feel free to do that. I always try to give you the resources that you need, and I try to summarize them, paraphrase them, or directly quote them to best help you. 
So this conversion therapy could be, quote, a practice treatment or service. What is a practice treatment or service? That actually is not defined in the bill. So what could a practice treatment or service be? It could be a prayer. It could be a statement. It could be, uh, again, I've done scriptural counseling in my pastoral career where someone comes in and they have questions and I'm not a counselor, but I know the Bible and what the Bible says about things so I can counsel on scripture. So if I read parts of scripture, then this bill in Canada would make that illegal, again, punishable, as we mentioned earlier, by up to five years in prison. Five years in prison for reading the Bible. That's why this is really important, and we'll talk about more on what's going on. And so Trudeau, the leader of Canada, well, we'll just play this. He said, he said this. I will never apologize for standing up for an LGDP, LGT, LBG, LGBTQ2 plus uh, kids' rights to not have to undergo conversion therapy. Sorry, I just, I really had to play that one because he's a great leader. The best leader probably Canada has ever had. That's really all I have to say about that. And so that is the leader of Canada talking about this bill and the implementation of it. But here is another quote from him that he posted on Twitter when the bill was approved right before it went into law. He says, it's official. Our government's legislation banning the despicable and degrading practice of conversion therapy has received royal assent, meaning it is now law. LGBTQ plus 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 Canadians will always wheel we will always stand up for you and your rights, end quote. So again, this is the leader of the country siding with this very aggressive and assertive um, activist propaganda. And that's not surprising, but it is something to note. It's something to understand. It's something to understand that this goes up to the very top. And not only that, as I mentioned before, and I'm not going to get into the ins and outs of the full bill here. You can go back and listen to that full episode a couple of weeks ago that I did if you want. It's called C4. Um, and the not only the leaders and liberal and leftist leaders uh, signed on to this, but the conservative leaders signed on to this as well. That, that, I think, was one of the more troubling pieces that the conservative support of this bill was overwhelming and that that's actually a really troubling statistic feature of of this deal but i do want to read you a little bit of the c4 style so you understand what it is what it means what it proposes to do Conther conversion therapy again quote means a practice treatment or service designed to change a person's sexual orientation to heterosexual straight regular right uh, B, change the person's gender identity to cisgender. Again, if you've not been following along in the LGBTQ playbook, that is the regular gender. If you're just a straight person, I heard someone explain it the other day, and they said that the reason they have to say cisgender is because otherwise, this is this is a paraphrase of a, of a direct quote I, I literally heard the other day, they have to use the word cisgender instead of trans or non-binary or blah, 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 etc., because... Otherwise, you'd say a regular male or a regular person, and that creates a stigma for the people who are, quote-unquote, not regular, or more precisely, LGBTQAAIP++. That's cisgender in a nutshell. Anyway, C, 
change a person's gender expression so that it conforms with the sex assigned to the person at birth. These are things you cannot do. Again, D, repress or reduce non-heterosexual attraction or sexual behavior. Re repress a person's non-cisgender gender identity or F, repress or re reduce a person's gender expression that does not conform to the sex assigned to them at birth. Again, that is a lot of legal jargon. Intentionally so, this gender theory um, with a capital T, gender theory that comes out of theory that comes out of Marxist ideology. This is all true. I've gone through this before. I'm not going to go through the origins again because people start glossing over and taking naps, and I don't want you to do that today. That, But this is a lot of legal jargon, and it's legal jargon intentionally to confuse us so that we don't understand what these words are and what we're talking about, and you just gloss over and say, eh, it's fine. It'll all come out in the wash. It won't. This is not fine. So if you heard some of those words, you know this uh, quote unquote, according to this bill, conversion therapy is what pastors and some Christians do all the time. Again, I mentioned if you counsel someone who is struggling with any of these identity issues and you suggest the Bible has authority, in other words, God's plan for males and females in the ordered world, you are breaking this law, which is, again, punishable by up to five years in jail just for counseling somebody with the Bible or preaching. If you preach or disciple somebody into the image of Christ, present it in. Pick any book of the Bible or especially the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Timothy, Titus, Corinthians, etc., you are guilty of breaking this law. If you read out loud 1 Corinthians 6-9, through 9, for instance, or 1 Timothy 1, 8-11, for instance, you have probably broken this law. If you simply say, as I mentioned before, men are men and women are women, you've probably broken this law. This is the point, right? And, and it does stand to point out, I, I must say, this only goes in one direction, intentionally so. Again, I'm not going to read the full text of the law, the Bill C-4 for you. You can go and read it on your own. It is publicly available on many sites in Canada that you can download. Um, this only goes in one way. If, for instance, you try to convert someone to one of the LGBTQ plus AAIP identities, that is wholly endorsed by this bill. It is encouraged, in fact. If you help a man become a woman or you help a woman become a man, this is fine. But if you go the other way and tell a man he is a man, do not pass go, go directly to jail. So this is the concern. Reading, talking through scripture is against this policy and this is called conversion therapy according to this bill and according to many of the leaders, both in Canada and in America. And we'll get to America in just a moment. But this goes against the Bible and beyond just identity and gender. This is the problem that we really have to point out as clearly as possible. And I'm trying to be as clear as possible. I know this is a very confusing issue. For many, it is a very emotional issue for people who struggle with this or have friends or family members who struggle with this. I understand. I have, I, I know a lot of people who struggle with this and it is very emotional and it is very personal. And I do understand that to some degree, but we also have to say true things. And this is the really hard part about Christianity at large in general, because we are called to convert. All of us, if we are following Jesus, we're called to be converters. We're called to convert people. That's literally what Jesus says uh, in Matthew 28. Go and make disciples. This is the process of conversion. So this bill not only goes against natural biology and creation and scripture in terms of gender identity and reality, 
it goes against the ideal of the process of converting people. Again, looking at any scriptures, I'm not going to pull them all out again right now. There, there are so many different scriptures that talk about this, but this idea of showing people who Jesus is, converting people, um, changing your ways, Jesus says, go and sin no more. It, it, it literally could go on and on and on. And these ideas of conversion or repentance or turning to God go throughout the whole Bible issued by John the Baptist, Paul, Peter, John, Jesus himself. These are all things that the disciples, the apostles, the, the prophets, I mean, good grief, read through, I've been reading through the, the Old Testament prophets right now and on and on and on, almost every one of them says something like, you guys have been doing the wrong thing, turn back to God. Literally almost every one of them. This is the very nature of our following God and has been since the beginning, going back to God. So this is this is the definition of conversion, is repentance and turning back to God. And and very clearly, again, this bill, I, I'm I'm trying not to get into the whole thing, but it, it is a it is a pointed reference where this bill in the preamble of the bill. Bill C4, again, you can go and read it. I'll try to remember to link it in the description so you can click straight to it if you want to. Um, this bill goes directly against the Bible, and, and here's how it does it. It says, this is the preamble, quote, whereas conversion therapy causes harm to society, harm to society, did you hear that language? Because, among other things, it is based on and propagates myths and stereotypes about sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression, including the myth, the myth, that heterosexuality, cisgender, gender identity, again, we're getting into weird, flowery um, legal jargon. I'll continue on. Gender expression that conforms to the sex assigned to a person at birth are to be preferred over other sexual orientations. Again, to recap and paraphrase, this is a myth, according to the preamble of this bill. Go and read it for yourself. I'll link it. It is a myth that the sex assigned to a person at birth is to be preferred over other sexual orientations. I'll continue on reading in the preamble, quote, whereas in light of these harms, it is important to discourage, to denounce the provision of conversion therapy in order to protect the human dignity and equality of all Canadians, end quote, end of the preamble. So do you hear that language? It is saying straight out that the biblical identity of male, female, a man marrying a woman, those are myths and stereotypes. Not even that it is real, biological, and a practice that all of humanity has done for literally all of time up until the last five minutes. No, all of that is just a myth that that has any greater value than any of the other, any of the other LGBTQAAIP plus stereotypes. Uh, sorry, stereotypes is the wrong word. Or identities, I guess. It's hard to keep up with all of this language. So I do have a little bit of sympathy for poor Trudeau who just could not get the letters outright because they're constantly changing and adding and it's tricky. Anyway, the idea that man and woman are myth and stereotype, the idea that the Bible gives these myths and stereotypes, or just the idea of a man is a man and a woman is a woman, these are all bad. These are all bad things according to this bill that is now functionally a law in Canada with penalties up to five years in prison. Okay, this is where the rubber meets the road. It is real. Now, you have many pastors, and so this is where we get to America. John MacArthur, among others, but he was the most vocal. 
issued a call for pastors across the country and countries, really, to preach about biblical sexuality this last weekend, and many did. According to the Liberty Council, at least 4,000 pastors pledged to preach on this, and uh, those included pastors in Canada that we've talked about here before, James Coates, Pastor Tim Stevens, who were both also imprisoned earlier uh, in the past few months because they kept their churches open when they were not supposed to keep their churches open, etc. But these are the... These are the pastors that are standing up for biblical truth, biblical sexuality, biblical status. And so this is where the rubber meets the road. Many of these pastors preached on it. And in an interesting, though not surprising, turn of events, the YouTube video of John MacArthur's sermon was removed from YouTube for hate speech. So this is uh, the sermon from John MacArthur, who was removed for hate speech. This is, again, not surprising. Um, I'm not going to play for you or read for you from the sermon. It, it is fairly standard biblical language. He does state fairly clearly, again, that man is man and woman is woman, just as I've stated here and probably will get removed from YouTube as well, but hopefully not. We'll see what happens. At any rate, this is the problem. This is the problem of truth. What is true? Are you even allowed to say true things? If your true thing does not line up with the narrative, the, or if your true thing is labeled a myth or a stereotype, that the technocracy, that's the, the big tech, or the oligarchy of powerful leaders in America or Canada or any other Western country deems not appropriate, can you just be removed? Um, this bill and this law against that's passed by Canada against conversion therapy is the biggest strike to religious liberty I have seen in recent history from a Western country. And that sounds like a really big statement, but I, literally this is saying to pastors, you cannot preach things that are in the Bible. I, I don't know how something could be bigger against religious liberty. And America is not far behind. I, I hate to stand on the edge and, and yell into the sky and say it's falling. I don't think that. And I do think that, and, and I know that God wins in the end. He says he wins in the end. Jesus says, take heart, I've overcome the world. I'm not worried, but we have to know these things. We have to understand what is happening. We have to understand what is coming. And we have to understand what the powers that be want to do and want to want to happen to us. This is why I talked about that yesterday in terms of freedom, in terms of power, in terms of things that they're saying to us and about us, those that are conservative, those that believe in the Bible, those that want to follow Jesus. So America is not far behind. If you don't believe me, look at what schools are teaching across America in terms of gender, gender ideology, gender theory, or sex education. Look into these ideals, and I've shared many of them, and I'll continue to do that as it makes sense to do so. But across the country, everywhere. And if you think you're in an area where, oh, this doesn't, it's not happening in my school, it doesn't affect me, look closer, and I can almost guarantee there's something in there in terms of gender theory, in terms of gender ideology, LGBTQ, in terms of sex education. Look at what the curriculum really is saying and see if it doesn't go against biblical values. I'm just telling you, this is, it is proliferate across literally the whole country. It just is. Or, again, if you don't believe me, look at how many schools, businesses, even churches are changing bathrooms and locker rooms to no longer match biology but self-proclaimed identity and the problems that comes along with. We saw the rape of a young girl 
in Virginia over this very issue where a young boy who identified as something else was allowed into a girl's bathroom and it did not it, it, it is a tragedy what happened but this is the end result of not following biology not following uh, not following literal creation and of course not following scriptural reality or again to give you more do a search sometime for how many diversity, equity, and inclusion jobs with various titles there are and how much money people make in that industry. If you don't believe me, this is an enormous industry. I think it is one of, if not the fastest growing industry in America, and it has everything to do with gender ideology and racial ideology and some other things that we've talked about before. Look at how corporations continue to bow down to the whims of the most vocal proponents of this type of activism. So why? Why does this Canadian bill matter in America? For this very reason. A pastor in America has now been censored on the biggest social media video platform in the world for preaching the Bible. Now, clearly, this is not physical jail, as they're threatening in Canada. But this is social media jail. And you can bet that if people controlling big tech had their way, and the people in the Rasmussen poll that I mentioned the other day, where the majority of Democrats want to lock up the unvaxxed, lock them away, and fine them and ban them, and the people in the government who closed whole cities, whole states over the last year, if all of those people had their way, they would probably, in America, they would probably lock up the pastors preaching conversion too. This is the world we live in, and the world hates God. And this is nothing new. And again, I'm not scared. We have hope. We have hope in God. And it, Jesus even says, if you are persecuted for me, you're blessed. So we don't have to worry, but you need to have your eyes open. You need to understand that as we move into this next season of life, and, and just believe me or don't, we're not in the same season of life that we were in a decade or two decades ago, where you could be a Christian, where it was even encouraged to be a follower of God, to have religious faith. We are no longer in that season. There may be pockets of that glorious golden days across America, but, but the by and large, the reality and the trend where literally everywhere is going is to be anti-Christian. It really is where we are in westernized world. I hope and I pray for a revival. I pray that you are a part of that. I pray that you will enter into this in prayer, in your words, in your courage, and that you're encouraged by who God is and that regardless of all this other craziness that's going on, that you can live a life of faith and you can live a life of courage, standing up for what is true in the Bible, what you believe, and what God has told us is the right way. And unfortunately, for some, there is a right way. There are many that would like to say, no, there's not a right way. You can't legislate my morality. You can't tell me what's right and wrong. I'm just going to be me. You be you. You do you boo. All of those things. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to tell you that that's not real. That just can't be. That just is not the way real life goes. There's a right. There's a wrong. And we can know what that is. That's the thing that it's not mysterious. You might not agree. You might not love it. It might even be hard to do, but there is a right and wrong. And we can know that through the beauty of God's word. And he's not unclear about what we are supposed to do. But sometimes we don't want to do it because let's be honest, you want to live your life. I want to live my life. I want you to stay out of my way. You want to stay uh, you want me to stay out of your way. And we all live like that. We all live like we're the center of the universe. 
I'm sad to say again, you're not the center of the universe. I'm not the center of the universe. And thank goodness for that. God is the center of the universe, and we kind of have to start acting like it. Or live in the chaos that we create in our own making. Uh, I'm starting to preach on this right now, and it's it's just kind of a habit. But but we have to understand the stakes. We have to understand the stakes for us and especially for our children because I, I, I see reports all the time and I don't share most of them because I've been accused of being too down and too depressing and I don't want to be. But the way kids are being affected by this ideology is, is really sad, depressing, and sometimes even terrifying because parents are what do I say, causing, forcing, encouraging their kids to live this lifestyle at large across America. And and there's a lot of consequences that are coming out of that. So God loves you. I love you. I, I, I really want you to understand the love of God, but I also want to, you to live in the truth. That is what we've been talking about, the very basis of conversion. Not that you can keep on living the way you want to live, but that God loves you so much that he doesn't want you to live the way you want to live. Just like a child, uh, when my kids were young, when I was young, I wanted to do all the things that I wanted to do. And I realized, and hopefully my kids are starting to realize, that's not always best. That's the beauty and the difficulty of following God. Growing, maturing, getting better. This culture would say, maturity doesn't exist you should just live your best life and pursue all of your interests to the end of the road and just go crazy and fulfill all of your desires if we look further down the road that doesn't actually get us where we think it does it actually gets us into this weird place of anxiety depression addiction and none of those are good whereas jesus says i want you to live a full life live an abundant life that's good. We should all want that. We probably all do really want that. But the path there sometimes is uncomfortable. Sometimes is difficult. Sometimes is hard work. And yet that's what God calls us to. So I hope that you can walk that road. I hope that you can follow that path. I hope that you can lean into who God is, the truth of who God is. And if you don't know, again, it's not a mystery. Just start reading. If you don't know where to start, start in John. The Gospel of John is about halfway through the Bible. Or if you have your digital device, obviously you can figure it out. Um, read about who Jesus is, what he really did, and then start reading some of the Pauline letters and read Ephesians and read Corinthians and, and think about how God is working in your life and how you can be more like Jesus. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening to Church Public. I really appreciate it. I appreciate your help and support. If you like this, share this. If you don't, let me know. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I just, I really want you to have whatever resource you can to live according to God's word, to follow Jesus with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. And as always, to keep the faith.